This is the Pete Wong Podcast, sharing the things that I love with those that I love. I've always wanted to talk about the things that I care about in life. People have told me time after time, why don't you just share more of you? And with that, let's go. Hey everyone, welcome to the Pete Wong Podcast. I am so happy to be recording and talking to all of you once again. I apologize for not having an episode released sooner. Uh, There's been a lot of cool things that have been happening. Um, My work, uh, work with the the schools, working with uh, the youth um, for the year has come to a conclusion. And so I had a lot of uh, final things to wrap up. And uh, recently, I did a, an amazing talk uh, presentation uh, with Power to Fly. And um, we did a workshop, a talk on mindfulness for the workplace. And I got to say, I just uh, really, it was such a, a great opportunity. It was such a great, uh, just a, a great, I, I don't uh keep on using the word opportunity, but I just feel really grateful uh, to be able to share some of these practices that have meant so much to me. And and I was able to share it with um, all the people that attended virtually in their conference. And so uh, I'm just so happy and I worked really hard to um, narrow down what it is that I wanted to talk to the, the, um, the audience members and so that took a lot of time but the other thing is is that every time that I was preparing myself to, to record I just couldn't get myself to sit down set up the equipment and do it with the recent tragedies and at the same time being able to sit with my feelings, my emotions, and continue to push forward, push onwards in my own self-care practice, um, it's been really important for me to find a balance. I think I've been very consumed and overwhelmed, um, which I feel like as I'm sharing this, it might not be too far fetched from what you listeners might have been feeling. The Pete Wong podcast has always been about sharing with you my authentic self. The side of me that isn't always good, but sometimes is really good. And all the aspects of what I feel like the human character, the human soul, the human being is. There have been many days where I felt like I really wanted to talk about how I've been feeling, but then when I tried to record something or when I thought about recording something, even on social media, it felt more right to just, at least for myself, to just keep those thoughts and those moments of just being present for myself and not feeling a need to tell the world everything because I, th- I feel like um, 
I'm still trying to find a, a nice balance between living my life among the technology as well as living my life as when I was a child, when I was a, 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 young, a young person growing up where I didn't even think about these tools that we have today. Now, having a podcast, I am grateful for the tools. I'm grateful that I can uh, record this and I can edit it and uh, put it together and then share it with all of you. Uh, share it with the entire world, but I know myself and I know that um, I've always been more of somebody who is trying to live their life less technology and more in nature. I started the Pete Wong podcast during the pandemic and uh, I had a lot more time on my hand uh, to just do the recordings whenever I wanted to freely. Now that I'm um, working part-time, full-time, doing freelance, volunteering, uh, even just doing other things, uh, seeing people again, uh, it's hard to dedicate uh, as much time as I did before. I just want to be transparent and um, truthful to all of you so you know my situation. I'm not saying that I'm that I'm going anywhere, I wanna keep doing this, uh, I just want to uh, be upfront with you. For this episode's topic, I have been wanting to talk about when I, when I first saw it, when I first heard about it, the incident at the Oscars, the fact that Will Smith slapped Chris Rock on the, at the Oscars this year. Ever since Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I've been a fan of Will Smith. His character, his films, have always been an inspiration to me. And, and, and in the most recent years, um, he's been talking a lot more about spirituality, talking more, a lot more about his um, journey, uh, about uh, recognizing and prioritizing the things that really matter to him in life. And I thought they really resonate with me and the way that he motivates people, inspires people, uh, has always resonated with me. When I saw what happened and then, you know, as the days unfolded, recognized that um, the, the whole situation around it, um, I was very disappointed and very sad. People have every right to make the choices that they make, recognizing that all our actions have consequences, good or bad. Uh, positive or negative. The way that he acted, the way that he uh, was very boisterous, loud, and um, you know, using swear words, um, it was very um, intense. And also the fact that he went up and slapped Chris Rock uh, instead of finding a way to de-escalate the situation instead of finding a way to recognize that his that whether whether it was for protecting his wife uh, Jada Pinkett Smith or dealing with something inside or a combination of, of, of both or everything in that moment his anger uh, came to the forefront and uh, he acted upon it, diving deeper into understanding uh, anger, 
understanding for for many of us that, that identify as 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 a as a man how we deal with anger how we uh, act on anger um, how many of us don't have a practice or a process for when those moments of anger arise uh, to the surface and in the kind of practices that I've been getting into much more it's all about recognizing how our body is in that moment and through the practice also understand that we can control our thoughts, our feelings through our breath, through um, constant practice of, uh, uh, if not controlling our anger, at least being able to sit with that anger instead of lashing out, instead of hurting somebody else. When I saw that he slapped Chris Rock and all I could think about was the many young people in the world and how in the schools I have a really hard time. In fact, I get a little triggered um, when I see and hear kids using vulgar language towards each other. I can feel their energy in the cafeteria. I can feel the vibration of the um, of their emotions. And I just want to go up to them and say, you know, if this moment can pass, you might realize that you don't need to hurt somebody. You don't need to act out what you're, whatever it is that you're feeling because I'm guessing whatever it is you're feeling is based on something that was learned, something that you heard, something that you saw, maybe someone at home, maybe someone on the street. But I just want to, in a sense, bring some kind of compassion and comfort to those youth and remind them that there are other ways of handling these type of moments. And I know that someone might have gotten you angry for whatever reason, but if we can step back and see, lots of times it's, it's, it's something that they're dealing with. And it's, it has nothing, in a way, it has nothing to do with you specifically. But we take it, the ego takes it like it is, it's us. It's all about me. I got to go do something about it, you know? And if we grow up in an environment where all we see is role models that say, oh, I got to I got to stick up for myself. I got to, you know, I can't let that person talk down on me that way. I got to go do something about it. I got to hurt them. I got to hurt them because they hurt me. And that's what we're taught. So I sat with that for a couple of days. And, and then I also heard, you know, people talk about, you know, how, how encouraging it is, um, how Chris Rock handled, handled it, handled the situation. And I think back to the times in my life where, I was slapped or I was um, made fun of. And uh, because of my practice in martial arts, I know that um, I don't need to hit back. I don't need to lash back. Uh, 
So for Chris Rock to be standing there amongst all the eyes that saw and to have the resiliency, uh, the composure to bounce back from that. And, and, and his ego was, was definitely probably hurt, but he could see the greater picture. To me, I think that is something beautiful. That is something very skillful. And um, I, don't, I can't quite wrap my brain around that process yet, but I know that I felt it. I know that I feel it when it happens. And I know it's my practice of meditation. It's my practice of martial arts and um, um, lots of examples of pressure tester uh, during martial arts and boxing. And realizing that you know there could be all this chaos there could be a lot of anger towards you, but there are other ways of de-escalating it. So I applaud Chris Rock for what he did uh, that evening because he showed an example to others that, yes, physically your body was harmed and emotionally your ego has been harmed, but you can be the greater person to stand up. And in a way, by not hurting the other person, you give that person an opportunity to reflect, to grow, and not to um, escalate the situation. So I just want to, you know, so it's really interesting because I was actually, uh, <laughs> I was reading uh, Will Smith's book at the time and I was finishing it up. And uh, I want to read the first chapter it's actually chapter one those of you read the this um biography um or is it a biography um eh, story of his life and, and etc um manuscript um in chapter one uh the title is fear i've always thought of myself as a coward most of my memories of my childhood involve me being afraid in some way afraid of other kids, afraid of being hurt or embarrassed, afraid of being seen as weak, but mostly I was afraid of my father. When I was nine years old, I watched my father punch my mother in the side of her head so hard that she collapsed. I saw her spit blood. That moment in that bedroom, probably more than any other moment in my life, has defined who I am today. Within everything that I have done since then, the awards and accolades, the spotlights and the attention, the characters and the laughs, there has been a subtle string of, of apologies to my mother for my inaction that day, for failing her in that moment, for failing to stand up to my father, for being a coward. What you have come to understand as Will Smith, in quotes, the alien annihilating MC, the bigger than life movie star is largely a construction, a carefully crafted and owned, honed character designed to protect myself, to hide myself from the world, to hide the coward. Lots of times when things happen, unfortunately, the reality is, is that there's something underneath that we're not seeing. There's pain. There's trauma. There's unspoken, unwritten, needed dialogue that hasn't happened. But when we encounter someone, we don't get that opportunity to say, hey, let's pause here and let's, let's dive deep into what you're dealing with. 
Sometimes maybe you can, but nine times out of ten, uh, emotions are flaring, uh, bodies are huffing and puffing, a lot of tension. You're just hoping and praying uh, that you can get past, you can get through this moment without anyone truly getting harmed. Again, this is not any excuse for the violence that's that's happening in our world. This is not any excuse for the shootings or anything. Everything has a reason uh, for, for, you know, every, everything has a cause and effect, a reason for why it's, it's happening. Or, and and uh, I'm not trying to uh, find a solution, um, a one-pill solution to solve uh, these, these uh, incidents. But what I am trying to say is I feel like people hurt, have lots of pain, and they don't always know how to express it. And sometimes it's unfortunately the most unneeded circumstances. They end up hurting somebody else. This incident hit, struck a chord in me because I've had more than one incident in my life where I've been slapped, threatened, and uh, and I chose the route of not hitting back, not using words to attack, choosing words of love and compassion and perspective and patience. I never really thought about why I made that choice or where I got it from, but I do know where I got it from. I got it from the people that have taught me, that have shown me through their example, love, compassion, patience, empathy, perspective, nonviolence, and how I continue to surround myself with people who support that, who believe in that. And that's why I continue to do martial arts and boxing the way that I do, or finding mentors, instructors, who have amazing hearts. Most recently, last uh, a week or two ago, I had another incident that occurred. I was training... Uh, martial arts uh, at, at class one night and I ended up working with, uh, with one of the students. I didn't know this person uh, personally. Uh, I had seen him training uh, at our class, at the class, uh, um, and I always felt like I didn't vibe well with his attitude, his, his personality. And, but that's not to say I didn't want to get to know him. I thought he was a little bit um, too talkative during class and, and uh, it, it was very distracting. At the same time, I also felt like when he was showing people things or trying to help them improve their, their skill or what we were doing during class, a way of, of condescending 
um, the people, his partner. I didn't like that. The couple of times that I did train with him for, you know, like, uh, like maybe one or two sequences, not for a long duration. I felt like I really don't like the way he's talking to me. I really don't feel like encouraged to, I can see that he's teaching me something, but I don't like his choice of words. Some night, uh, a few weeks back, uh, I was paired up with him. I was throwing punches for him. And the thing is about this student is that based on my own uh, perspective, experience, he's actually really good at what he does, at what he knows. Uh, I could tell that he's been with our instructor for quite a while. I didn't know how long. Just felt like his timing was quite good. Intention and tenacity, uh, you know, he had that energy, that spark. I decided to crank it up a little bit because I, I, I felt like he was catching, you know, my punches and, you know, he was getting the timing down and I thought he wanted more. But at some point, he stopped uh, in between, I, I guess, in between when we were um, transitioning to something else. But he stopped and he, in a very passive-aggressive way, uh, kind of like brought in his shoulders in a way, stepped up to me, not like completely here, but maybe like here. And I don't remember his exact words, but he said, you know, that almost hit me. To be honest, inside, my voice is saying, okay. Because I thought that he was of the level or the mindset, like he wanted to get hit. Because I felt like he could pick it up. Just like for me, based on my training, uh, the way that I like it is I actually like to get hit. Now, depending on who it is that I'm training with, I don't know, you know if I can trust somebody that I just met to throw hard, fast uh, to me. It, de it just depends. Every situation is different every time. But that's part of the conversation. That's part of the agreement working with your, um, your, your training partner. He said to me, that almost hit me. And I don't remember his choice of words, but essentially what he was saying was if I, if, if I do end up hitting him, he was going to, in some fashion, physically cause harm to me. Again, I don't remember the exact words, but I could feel his energy. I could, I could read his body language. And then he said something along the lines of, um, in the past, uh, he had an injury. So I get it. Of course, I didn't like what he said to me. I didn't like the way he said it to me. I didn't like how it made me feel. But in the end, at that moment, I got it. He didn't want me to throw as hard or as fast as I was. So I brought it down and I didn't. The rest of that night, training went great. Uh, I ended up training, you know, the next class. Uh, amazing evening. Uh, one of my best, actually. And then as I got in my car, I thought to myself, I feel like I want to share my thoughts, my feelings, what happened to my instructor, to our instructor. In the past, I might have had an incident like this and just let it pass by. Just let it sit and deal with it on my own. 
but maybe because of where I'm at in my self-care journey, my practice, learning to feel my emotions and sometimes recognizing the need to tell somebody, not to keep it and try to figure it out on my own, but to tell somebody. I decided the next morning, at some point, I was going to call the instructor and tell, tell uh, our instructor what happened. And this wasn't about necessarily the instructor doing something about it. It was more about me having the outlet to express how my ego has been harmed. How I feel like this person made me feel so small. When I enter that space, that school, choosing to be my best self, how come I have to allow myself to feel like an imbecile? How come I have to allow myself to feel like I don't know martial arts, I don't know boxing, I don't know even how to respect my partner? when I've been doing it and teaching it for such a long time. I'm always open to learning new ways of doing things. But the way that that situation unfolded, it really made me feel alone. Even though I know other students could relate, there was something inside of me that just wanted the instructor to know because in a way, I guess I wanted to know a little bit more about my instructor as well. I called up my instructor, actually I texted my instructor. I said, hey, uh, there was an incident that happened the other night and uh, everything's fine, everything's great, but I, I did want to talk to you about it. And right away he said, yeah, give me a call. So I called him up. And I told him what happened. And, you know, I shouldn't have felt surprised, but I, but I was, I was surprised, but at the same time, I wasn't because I guess that was the reason why I wanted to tell him. Because I, based on my, you know, training uh, with this instructor most recently, I really like going to the school. I really like how he teaches. I really like him as a person, as far as I know right now. I really feel like uh, he makes me feel good for being me. And he uh, sees me for the person that I want to be. He, he sees me as the martial artist, the, the practitioner who has experience, but also um, is hungry to be better. And at the same time, understands that uh, I have a lot to work on as well and improve on. So after I told uh, the instructor, he said, thank you, Pete. Thank you for telling me um, uh, about this. And he said, you know, just so you know, this is not the first time that we've had some complaints about this student. Uh, and then I said, 
I said, well, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad that uh, I was able, you know, we we're able to talk about this and, and, uh, you know, I'm not saying this to, to, uh, um, you know, get this person kicked out. Nothing like, not, nothing like that at all. In fact, I want, um, I want that student to be around, uh, because again, I enjoyed training with them. It was just, uh, I feel like he, he, he has some work to do to develop his, uh, his communication in a more compassionate, respectful way. My instructor told me later, he said, you know, I, I've been planning on talking to him about this, but I'm not sure exactly what to do or say. And I love that. I love that, that my instructor was open and vulnerable enough to talk to me about how he's been feeling because he cares. Ultimately, he cares about us. He wants the best for us at the school. Uh, we're all martial artists. We're all fighters in a way. We channel that energy, that instinct, that primal energy, but we're also compassionate human beings or can be. So I just loved it when he shared that with me. And I just took that as an opportunity to, to be honest back with them. And I said, hey, if, if you're willing to listen to or hear my ideas, my suggestions, I'd love to share it with you. I, I just, I'm not sure, but you know, I just, this is what I'm thinking. And, and so I shared with them, I, I thought, you know, based on my experience, uh, based on working with, you know, younger people, I feel like this is a great opportunity for you, uh, you know, because I love the way that you teach. I think you're such a great teacher. Um, you're so good at it. Um, this is a great opportunity for you to show him how you do it. Teach him, mentor him. Uh, you know, you don't have to do anything uh, more. Just tell him that you see where he could use some help, where he could use some support and be an example for him. My instructor was like, yeah, you know, that's a great suggestion. Thank you. And I just got really excited because isn't that what makes growth and opportunities and, and, and love for each other such a great thing that can happen when people come together for, you know, the right reasons? And then the instructor, you know, like just wanted, just reminded me before he, before we hung up and he reminded me that, um, you know, he really appreciated me reaching out to him and talking to him. And, uh, he really, uh, you know, appreciates me, um, as a new member of the, of the, of the school, of the, you know, the, the group. And, um, I can't ask for anything more than that. He sent me a text uh, about a week later and he said, I, I talked to him and he said he's going to do better. And to me, that's a win. In spaces where people feel like they have to use anger to fight anger, violence to uh, combat violence or uh, uh, come face to face violence with violence, fire with fire. Um, 
it's nice to know that there's a lot of merit, there's a lot of power in not acting out our rage through harming another person or not even a person, animals, living creatures. Many years ago, whenever there was the thought of showing compassion, empathy, love, I always had like a slight hesitation because I thought that it was out of the norm to do that. As I've been putting myself in places and spaces where self-care, self-love, self-healing, community, philosophies, rituals that are all about we're not in this world for ourselves. I cannot be who I am without others. Ubuntu. I am because we are. What I do affects you. What you do affects me. So if I cause harm to you, it's going to cause a ripple effect. And it's not just I'm causing harm to you. I'm causing harm to all the other people that you encounter, that, that you will uh, encounter in your life. Vice versa, what if I show you compassion, I show you love, empathy, patience, a teaching moment, and I pass down that to you? It's kind of like Care Bears. I always, uh, my family always laughs because I send that GIF. Uh, if, you're, if you are one of those that likes to send GIFs, just type in Care Bears and you get the Care Bear stare. I truly think that Care Bears, I was a big fan when I was little. The Care Bears were just about sending, projecting something out there. People project onto others their fears, their hopes, their desires. But think about it. The next time that you are talking to someone, a loved one, a, you know, a friend, a colleague, a teacher, a mentor, a student, what are you projecting onto them? Is the intention coming from a place of fear, love, pain, trauma? If we don't recognize and be mindful in those moments, we might be really causing great harm to somebody. And not just physical, but physical to me is the uh, action that how we're expressing it in those moments. So I guess I wanted to share my thoughts and feelings 
and experience and most recent uh, events with you listeners because yes, we live in a scary world, some people say. There are things happening right now that if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, could be devastating and hopefully we're not but as we all know we can't really control timing but what we can control is what we're projecting out into the world out onto another living being or creature and i believe that if you're acting from a place of projecting more love more compassion more perspective listening being patient you're in a better place than surrounding yourself with Things that are harmful, toxic, dangerous. And I just think that we need to start right there. Each of us, every day, every moment. What are you doing to making the choice to stop, slow down, and recognizing that your next course of action or what you say or do to someone, what you're projecting is going to have extreme ramifications for not just them, but coming full circle to you and the people that you love most. So let's think about that. Let's chew on that until the next episode. Oh my gosh, isn't that Dr. Dre's saying? Until the next episode, boom, boom. Thank you for your listeners. Uh, Again, like, subscribe, share important messages about our mental health, taking care of our self-love, our healing. Project that out into the world. And hopefully we will feel just a little safer each day. (laughs) I forgot my saying at the end. Remember. You are loved, you are enough, and you are worthy. Blessings to all of you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. And remember, you are loved, you are enough, and you are worthy. Blessings to all of you.